0: Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the Anxious in Austin podcast. I am Dr. Marianne Stout from the Anxiety Treatment Center of Austin.
1: Um, you Dr. are? Thomas Smithyman from myself.com. <laughs> ThomasSmithyman.com, I guess. Yeah. Um, I think two, you uh, should. Two anxiety specialist psychologists. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, and we today are. Doing our most timely podcast yet. This yeah, is all your idea. I think, like, I, know. I think you come up with the timely ideas because I'm always like, this is just what happens to me on my brain. And you're, you're more got your finger on the pulse.
1: Well, I mean, not really, right? I'm just trying to think, well, you know, we've been doing this for three years now, or three years, four years. I don't know. Years. We've been doing it for several years. And <laughs> we got to think of things uh, to, to, to talk about, right? So, when I'm thinking, what do we talk about? Um, this one seemed on point, you know. Like this is yeah, that's kind of what comes to mind. Is
0: but uh, you were thinking of us talking about this
1: uh-huh. a month ago? I think when it first came up, right? You know. Yeah. So so the th- this topic of sort of fear of like viruses yes. and this coronavirus and I I think um I think I probably I mentioned it right when it was first sort of hitting.
0: Early, yeah.
1: Yeah, early. And there was sort of talks of, oh, why spreads, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so.
1: And, and it was just, yeah, I was thinking, like, this is, this is a good topic, you know?
0: Yeah. So, How it was, do like, we like deal what I did that? the research on was, like, the psychology of pandemics. Basically. Oh, interesting.
1: Okay. So, you did some research did. on the psychology mm-hmm. of pandemics. Fantastic. I you know. Am, uh-huh. I have to,
0: I have to come prepared. Fantastic. Oh, say, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I I read some stuff too. It wasn't huh. necessarily as focused as yours, but yeah, I my mine was more around the psychology of um, mass panic. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know, and spreading oh. of just spread, spreading of fear rather than the spreading yeah. of disease.
0: We may have the same. Is this the the APA an epidemic of fear? Did you read that one?
1: Um, I I remember the name. Okay. I read a bunch. I, th- I sort of synthesized internally mm-hmm. <laughs> a, bunch, a bunch of different things, but I—I had—I think I started thinking about this too because the um, the director general of the um, World Health Organization—I—I I don't have the direct quote, but he was basically saying uh, we have more to fear from the anxiety and panic than we do from the disease. Oh my gosh! I need to yeah. find that quote. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I will blow it a- up. Yeah, like have... <laughs> every social really, media site I could find. I did mean to. Uh, I remember seeing it in this newspaper, like an actual newspaper, um, and I was like, "Oh, I should really keep this for our podcast." And of course, I didn't. So I just kept the memory of it. But uh, I'm sure it's. I'm sure we can find it somewhere. This, um, basically, like, like this, this idea that that um, panic and anxiety are more problematic right now than the actual diseases.
0: Hmm. Yes. When the one uh, when I did a lot of like a lot of the research mm-hmm. that I did, um, a lot of what it was looking at, because do you remember the recent-ish Ebola stuff happened in sure. Dallas?
1: I sure do because I had a lot of people I was working with be very anxious about very Ebola. Very anxious. And we did mm-hmm. a lot of being in Austin, this Texas. Fear of Ebola. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Of it like flying.
1: Yeah.
0: Down I-35 hmm Yep. Jumping into Austin. So, um, yeah, this thing, this article was talking about that there were only 10 confirmed U.S. cases, mm-hmm. all of them people who had direct, prolonged contact to Ebola patients, Yeah. Um, and yet all of these things that, like, the mass hysteria, what do they call it? Yeah. Fear Ebola. the whole, like, mass hysteria <laughs> that came out uh-huh. from it. Um, yeah. They're saying, like, uh, one of the things that it talks about in here was, like, uh... Oh, a teacher in Maine was put on leave after attending a conference in Dallas, just because there happened to be a case of Ebola in Dallas. So she was like, put on leave after visiting the city of Dallas, coming back to Maine.
1: That's amazing.
0: Right? Like, the fear of the thing was so big. And I remember too, like, remember that nurse, I think it was the Dallas nurse hugging Mm -hmm. President Obama after she was healed from ebola so much as this like media swarm to try to you know quell fears that like look the president is hugging this yeah. woman gonna be okay piece of it
1: yeah um, mm. so yes yeah. well
0: I'm, I'm trying to think of like as a good place to start into this uh, what yeah what sort of things just in your everyday life uh-huh Encountered regarding some of the the panic around COVID nineteen.
1: Oh, and when I, did
0: you start noticing it, this?
1: The the panic stuff. Um, you know what? Uh, really early on, um, I, ha- I had a friend, uh, who like we, we were texting about it. Um, so guy guy in the U S. We, we were texting about it, and uh, he was like, oh, this seems this seems really bad. And i mean at the time there wasn't a ton of info and i was like yeah like it seems like a sort of like a pretty bad flu you know um except, and he was like well except that this one kills you sorry i'm like
0: i'm
1: like yeah i mean kills you.
0: It,
1: it kills like you know like a really small percentage you know at, at the time we didn't know numbers sure. but it was like assumed it was sort of in the flu-like range yeah and it, and he's he said, well, I I thought that it killed everyone that got it. Oh.
0: And the reason why he I thought you were saying like he thought the flu would never kill you. That's why I. No,
1: no, no, no. He he he'd come away with this impression that it killed everyone that oh, got it because God. the headlines were all like yeah. deadly disease, God, deadly virus, awful. and like if you're not reading all the details and you're just looking at the headline and picking up the flavor, the tone of it. Deadly disease, deadly disease, deadly outbreak. Um, it made it sound to him, where well, he hadn't kind of read all the details, made it sound to him like it was, it just killed everybody, you know? Basically, uh-huh. like, it kind of was like an Ebola thing where, like, the, the, the sort of, the death rate was incredibly high. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was the first time I come across it. I was like, oh, huh, okay. Like, it's, rather than being thought of as sort of a bad flu, it was being thought of as, like, ebola so that was the first sign oh, to something was up um and i got yeah, kind of other texts from people with uh where i've started to notice it is you know so like in anxiety we're looking at like sort of the you know look at the obsession part of the anxiety the worrying mm-hmm. the worrying sure. thinking part which i personally believe is a huge part of the issue with this um but then we're also looking at kind of the the um the compulsions part you know the safety behavior part the the Mm. what to reduce
0: the anxiety
1: yeah in the short term yeah so how do we protect ourselves because Mm. those can like the engaging in that kind of behavior increases anxiety Mm -hmm. and so I started to hear people doing um protections that like what uh, I mean, I forget. These are these are all my friends that I'm talking about here, so I don't want to like, make them feel too bad.
0: I can tell you some of the things that I've
1: yeah, encountered yeah, yeah. for
0: protection. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, keeping the news on 24-7 to try to like get the most up-to-date information. I am um, going to go on
1: and on about that idea. By the way, that's going to be a, uh, my main focus of intervention. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, oh.
0: um, that uh, hoarding resources. So... Mm-hmm things like going out and buying as much hand sanitizer or, or water or what have you yeah. as can. Um, yeah. Avoiding places where yeah. there might be people. Um, There's some of the big wa- talking about it, which is, you know, so much the share
1: sharing, sharing, terrifying mm. information. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which is like, Masks. Part of it reassurance, oh, mask wearing, yeah, part of it reassurance seeking, but part of it, like, I know the most, almost like one-upping of, like, I know the most up-to-date That's, information.
1: You, you know, it's it's funny, in my sort of notes of, of like, the sort of recommendations, what I was going to talk about, that was actually one of the things, because that happens, right? Like, when mm-hmm. people are afraid, there's this, oh, I'll get more information. And then I'll be better prepared, and it's it's a way of making myself feel safe, which mm-hmm. backfires horribly. And the worst version of that is the person that knows more than everybody else about mm-hmm. it, the one who knows all the info, and you know the idea is well, I I feel like I I know more, so I'm more prepared. But in fact, You're you the one is
0: the most worried, so
1: much, most stressed? Right? Yeah, this is like this. This is, I mean, uh, for me, the the main, my main focus around this is um, like this is really sort of a. I don't want to say global because I don't know how many people are obsessing about it. I'm assuming global. It's sort of like a low grade global OCD outbreak, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm, I'm more concerned about like the um, contagion compulsion. Of, of, of this, well, not as compulsion, but the obsession and compulsion, mm-hmm. like OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. I feel like it's sort of population based obsessing and compulsing
0: mm-hmm.
1: on this topic, you know. And the, I believe the media has a very strong, the media is that friend that mm-hmm. goes around uh, telling you. I know more information. Everything I know is, more. I know yeah. better information. Here's terrible. some new tidbit
0: Here, of information. And,
1: it, and getting you to focus on it, right? So, so like one of the things with with anxiety is, uh, well, like the way our attention works is whatever we focus attention on gets bigger mm. and brighter. You know, we mm-hmm. shine that flashlight of attention on it. Everything else kind of goes into the shadows. Um, and so, if your attention is constantly being focused on something anxiety provoking then you are spending more and more of your time focused on anxiety um anxiety inducing things your threat system gets more and more engaged you get more and more anxious and as you get more anxious one of the first things you do is your attention becomes focused on the threat and Mm -hmm. you you become narrowed and you spend basically the more you focus on vision yeah, the more threats you see, the more anxious you get. Anxiety makes you want to focus on threats more. So you process it more and more, which is, leads you to be obsessing by spending all this time thinking and focusing on it. And you become compulsive because you're compulsively checking the news, compulsively reading the news, compulsively talking to friends about it, which, of course, is then spreading the contagion amongst them. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a i don't know the the media that's kind of where when i was researching that that's where my focus went i was yeah looking, that's looking at for already. the
0: average person yeah. i mean because i don't mean to <laughs> that's my talk. i don't mean to um belittle people who are belittle the idea of that like this is really bad for those who have experienced it um and that people have died but yeah. for the and vast it is the majority
1: of, illness yeah. yeah
0: of course um i don't mean to minimize that but i think that for the vast majority of people, the thing that they are suffering from is not, right, this is the whole piece with like OCD, the thing that they're yeah. suffering from is not the thing, not the virus.
1: Yeah, not, it's this, not the germ.
0: Yeah, it's this kind of being stuck in this loop of yeah. like this fear cycle that happens. That's where the suffering is yeah. happening. But the thing that keeps that alive yeah. is like, yeah. oh, you don't want this actual bad thing of the virus. Totally. Um,
1: and, and the fear is focusing on that stuff.
0: Yes, and it uses this piece, too, which is common with, like, the whole, like, threat model and um, anxiety of, like, it's a new thing, right? Because Mm -hmm. we will give, like, new threats more attention because Mm -hmm. almost, like, you haven't had that exposure. Yes, the uncertainty. And you haven't had the exposure of, like, right? Like, you're not so afraid of, they always talk about and compare it with, like, the common flu, right? Like, that there are Mm -hmm. so many people who are terrified of this and doing things, like, you know, wearing masks or what have you, but haven't had a flu shot or, you know, things like that, where like this totally. threat that, you know, this threat that, mm-hmm. that you have experienced, but because you've experienced the flu before, yeah. or you have friends and family who have experienced the flu. So, you yeah. know, right. Your, your amygdala totally. knows what it's like to actually go through it and how, and what the fear it looks like. through
1: it And survived. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's, it's two things there, right? Because one is the, the fear of the unknown. Mm. You know, uh, yeah, I don't once- know
0: what, I've never had the COVID-19, yeah. so I don't know. Am I going to be able to cope with it? Is it terrible? I, yeah, Will it kill- I
1: don't. Well, it's, it's, the, it's the, oh, there's this virus. It's bad. It's a killer mm-hmm. virus. And it's spreading.
0: Mm-hmm. What
1: could it be? Your brain doesn't, having not been through it, it's the unknown. It's the what if. Because, you know, anxiety is what if. Mm-hmm. And anxiety is tendency to catastrophize worst case outcomes. You can imagine how bad it. You haven't seen. Oh well, like a flu is kind of gone and done and thing. No, it could be anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to one friend, kind of about this and sort of this implication of all well, it could spread because we don't know. Um, and then uh, he mentioned, well, you know, I have watched Outbreak and. No, was I was just of gonna of say Contagion. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say I've met
0: those, like, like, oh of those movies. I <laughs> if the you root. take
1: nothing else away from this uh, from this podcast, do not watch Outbreak or Contagion because <laughs> those are fantasy scenarios that are giving your anxious brain fodder when it has to create the what is the worst case scenario? I've not seen this before. What could it be? Don't watch those movies. Or mm-hmm. false people that make it into a you know uh, po- apocalyptic plague thing. But the Like, imagine, sort of thought experiment-wise, because I think this kind of gets at this, thought experiment-wise, imagine that it was never called coronavirus. Imagine it was called worse flu than normal this year.
0: Flu C, because there's A-B. I don't know, actually, I'm not an epidemiologist. Flu Z, flu.
1: I have no idea. I I wouldn't call it flu Z because that that sounds like the zombie flu. (laughs) (laughs) It might make things worse. That's a really boring letter. Yeah. Flu L. Let's let's just, I I think if if we just call it like, because even like giving it a new name, people can start, it creates the unknown. But if if instead you would just like imagine you'd heard, oh, there's a worse flu than normal in some other country. And like, it looks like flu season this year, it's going to be a bit worse. Um you would have some reaction because like it's flu is legitimately dangerous and people will legitimately get it like there's legitimate risk. And imagine the risk is, is that they say, oh yeah, this year flu is worse. There's going to be more deaths and it's going to spread. And then you would still have a reaction, but the exposure sure. of knowing about flu, having been flu through flu so many times, it wouldn't cause the same level of threat system activation it wouldn't cause the obsessing and the compulsing um and that's partly i think because of the unknown like flu oh you know that worst flu okay you kind of you, you can imagine it, you've been through it you're not getting into outbreak and contagion scenarios sure but like calling we'll it a new thing then yeah that, that gets everything else it gets all the the, the what-ifs gone. A, I, we're getting some commentary in the background there, huh? <laughs> were those like, like, woo, cheers. Cheers to what, <laughs> what I was saying. Yeah? <laughs> I heard that woo. There okay. it is. Okay. Um, I do
0: think it's important yeah. because of your accent to identify that you're saying worse, W O R S E, flu, not worst, W O R S T, flu.
1: Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Worse. A bit worse of a flu. Right. So
0: yeah. not going
1: to that like catastrophe. Sure, yeah, yeah. So worse was it so I do think part of it is this un is is this unknown thing. Um Yeah. And it's Yeah, we, we haven't but by calling it this new thing, it seems like an unknown. Even though whatever coronaviruses, I guess they've been around for ages and there's they cause yeah, colds and other right. stuff
0: like the specific strain of it
1: but there's something about i think especially the the media reporting of it like, like so anxiety is very prone to contagion right like you you know there's like we you know it's
0: more contagious than
1: it is. Coronavirus. it's far more it's far more contagious than the actual uh, <laughs> disease anxiety is far more contagious of a disease it spreads there's this very famous cases of where anxiety has spread through uh, through groups just based on this fear a and they bit end up having... yeah well they have like well that oh. yeah but there's like um, people can have all these physical symptoms just based on anxiety and it's fear of whatever you know that's a famous June bug one where everyone thought they were bitten by June bugs and they all came down with these illnesses which they then realized June bugs weren't poisonous. There's another famous one where people in a department store smelled something weird and they all started um, collapsing and being unable to breathe and having these terrible symptoms and spread throughout the whole department store and all rushed to hospital. And then someone identified that the smell was perfume. They were giving out free perfume samples, but like anxiety spreads. We we're built like this. This makes sense. We're built to learn from other people. What is dangerous Mm -hmm. and what's not like that, that, That's an evolutionarily helpful thing. If other people are scared of it, you will become scared much more easily. If they are scared, it must be dangerous is Mm -hmm. sort of how our our threat processing goes. Better safe than sorry. Yeah. And so the media job, and this is some of the research I was looking into, the media will tell us what to be afraid of. The media tells us is something important or not. And the more they talk sure, about it, sure, and it allows that. Well, everyone's talking about it, and therefore the more dangerous it seems. I feel like you're about to say something now. Yeah.
0: Oh yes, just the thing, like in modern media, right? Like well, you can have. We've talked about this many times before, but just the fact that you can have news going 24/7, and because it is much more of like a um, monetized thing, that it has to be. You know I need you to pay attention to my channel okay. or my news and so yeah. I'm going to do something that will get your attention and totally. using like anxiety provoking and, and the
1: more dramatic it stories. is stories right yeah like like anger anger and uh anxiety causes to hyper focus on things mm-hmm. and so no surprise the news has figured this out so they just feed us stories that make us angry or anxious because that mm-hmm. will keep us tuning into news Which is economically great for them, but terrible for us.
0: Yes. And it can give you, right, like I think a lot of the modern news, too, wants to give you very intimate stories about people's experiences with things, whereas you might, you know, at other times just heard like a general one line, there is an outbreak in Wuhan, right? Like you wouldn't have had these like in-depth talking to people on the street and and interviewing families and, mm mm-hmm. And which, so it feels like a very personal threat.
1: Yeah, which gives you more fodder to obsess with, right? And you know, I uh, I'm not sure if I've talked about it on this podcast, but I'm famously uh, uh, news abstinent. So I've I've not I've I've not been consuming the news for uh, four years now. And, of any uh, sort. Um. No, I do read the basketball news, so <laughs> pretty up on what's happened in basketball
0: uh, for the most
1: part. Uh, but essentially, other than that, yeah, I mean, no, who
0: isn't up on basketball news? <laughs>
1: yeah, so that that's that's been it, That falls outside the scope of triggering anger and fear all the time. Um, but yeah, but but uh, other than that, yeah, I don't I don't consume news, so I've you know don't watch it. I've deleted everything off my phone and. If I come across news, it's because someone basically tells me.
0: Sure. Um, well, this is, but,
1: uh, yeah, it makes such a big is, impact on mental health.
0: Well, um, yes. And I'm sure what you're referring to in the past four years is after elections in the US. I that's like that's
1: would, why I started. Yeah,
0: because I would <laughs> exactly have I yeah, I had yeah. so many clients coming in and saying how, same sort of thing, right? Like how upset they were and how, this was like affecting their mental health and like uh, affecting their relationships. And so often my, my, you know, what I would say or my advice would be like, get off the news, turn it off, like stop engaging with it. Um, It
1: becomes an obsession.
0: It does. It's, it's like
1: the, like triggering and
0: re-triggering and re-triggering. So um, all the time. I will say two things. So this is, that is advice I have given to loved ones who have, had some of the panic response with mm-hmm. the current um, COVID 19 stuff is to say, like, okay, stop listening to the news, grab a cup of coffee, go hang out with a friend.
1: Focus engage, your attention on the things that are valuable to present, you and that you yes, care about.
0: In the present moment. What do you want um, to invest
1: your energy into in your life? What, mm-hmm, what do you want to be Because you have
0: already fun? bought all of the hand sanitizer, there's nothing else you can do. Um, so do things that actually like, yeah, help you to enjoy your life. But the other thing I was going to say, and I was talking with other people at work today, which was so interesting, because I haven't had people say like, oh my gosh, are people in your practice just freaking out? And I will say, no, not, at, I don't know what your experience has been, but I've had so, and it's so fascinating with anxiety and OCD is that because it does do this kind of hyper focus on the threat. Things that other people might see as a threat, if that is not within your silo, right, of threat, it doesn't feel like a threat. So I've had a lot of clients be like, my partner is really upset with this coronavirus stuff, but that's not really, I I don't, I'm not really that upset. I'm washing my hands and doing the things that I'm supposed to do, but it's not, it's not really making me upset. What, what can I do? So it's so so fascinating, right? That like, but if it was what their anxiety or what the city is focusing on. What
1: triggers, Yeah. What mm-hmm. what triggers your threat system? And if your trigger is not someone else's trigger, and this always happens, right? Like oh, some some similarly like in groups we used to do that group. And group members would hear about someone else's trigger.
0: And they'd be like, I wish I had that.
1: Yeah, that <laughs> one. Remember, I,
0: I, like people always easy. say that. I wish I had that one.
1: No, it's the same threat system being <laughs> triggered. It's just a it's different It's only easy
0: trigger. because it's not
1: yours. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, we can't remember. Really was was yeah, but yeah. My- Go on.
0: My, my my boy Jonathan Abramowitz did this oh, study. Yeah? Um, I didn't print out the year.
1: Well, all mm-hmm. our listeners who are rushing to Google Scholar. I know. Pretty I upset. know.
0: But it was on H1N1, like looking at uh-huh. the not the yeah, psychological.
1: I read, topic, I read some, some on that stuff too. Yeah.
0: Yes. And um, in looking at uh, pandemic illnesses, such as H1N1, swine flu are often highly publicized in the mass media and can be associated with high levels of anxiety and compensatory behavior, such as using hand sanitizer. So this looked at the psychological processes associated with the anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, And it said, then it looked at like did a regression of analysis of who was most triggered by this. And it was interesting regression analysis indicated that health anxiety, people with health anxiety, contamination fears, and disgust sensitivity were significant predictors of swine flu related anxiety. So the same thing, right? Like if it's not within your, your silo or your wheelhouse of like what anxiety wants to focus on, right? Mm -hmm. It's really not going to like, trigger this for you so a lot of time that i was like that makes a lot of sense then wait, wait, why yeah.
1: so, so in in the regression analysis people with health anxiety were less likely to be
0: no, no, worried no. about we're more yeah. health anxiety disgust sensitivity yeah. and contamination were more likely to be anxious yeah, so right like people with anxiety right, yeah. yeah that's what i'm saying so people with who have anxiety about panic disorder or, or like who have anxiety,
1: anxiety or, yeah,
0: yeah they're like, they might be, you might think of them as, like, an anxious person, but they're not necessarily going to be yeah, triggered totally
1: by totally, yeah. this. Whereas, yeah, because this, this really is a, it's a health anxiety OCD global experience. Mm-hmm. Promoted mm-hmm. By, by these mechanisms kicking in. Yeah. But, yeah, but not, doesn't mean, yeah. But there are certain people that are going to.
0: Yeah, that this really responsive. does speak to because this kind of fits into yeah, fits in sort of their your anxiety trigger
1: mm-hmm. realm, Right.
0: So, yes, I just was thinking like that. It's such a fascinating piece that like just because yeah. you have anxiety doesn't mean you're more mm-hmm. likely to be like anxious by this like global anxiety. Yeah, this global totally. anxiety. Yeah. That we're
1: yeah. People are specific in what sets them off and doesn't set them off.
0: Mm hmm. hmm. Yeah. So curious yeah. piece of that.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Um, so to like thinking more about kind of the news, the news thing, you know. Um,
0: oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, because
1: because that's that's a just thinking like it's sort of as far as like recommendations for this. Like you had recommended people kind of get off, right? Like like get off the
0: the World Health Organization looking at their recommendations for this.
1: Yeah. Coping uh-huh.
0: with stress because they have like coping with stress, helping kids cope with stress during the outbreak right now. Yeah. Uh, one of their main recommendations is limit worry and agitation by lessening the time you and your family spend watching or listening to media coverage that you perceive as upsetting.
1: Oh my God. Okay. Let's just let's just bring that one to the forefront of treating the uh, anxiety contagion here, mm-hmm. like like the real uh, contagion that's hit us so far. Um, yeah. I I think so. So people need to know one. The more you worry about something, the more anxious you get. The more mm-hmm. time you spend worrying about something, the more anxious it will make you. Mm-hmm. So one of our main interventions, we need to find a way of reducing the amount of time spent up in your head, thinking and worrying and going, what if, and what if. So to me, the, like this sort of this major intervention, it's like find some way, like you told trigger, your friend. Reduce the triggers and reduce the amount of time where your attention is dedicated to coronavirus. So mm-hmm. the obvious way is turn off the TV mm-hmm. or turn it on to something else. Get, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't read any more articles about it on your phone. Um, don't talk about it with people anymore. Basically mm-hmm. just think in the number of minutes per day. Reduce the amount of minutes per day focused on this as low as you can. Mm-hmm. I
0: highly recommend
1: yeah.
0: celebrity gossip sites. There you I go. I highly recommend
1: basketball news. news.
0: I never say, yeah. like, get into election stuff because that can be its own oh panic gosh. inducing. But for right now, I'm like, I would yeah. take any election craziness yeah. <laughs> because I, I cannot.
1: Oh, I'm so going to argue for, as you know, just get away from the news thing in general. Or if basketball. You can. Focus on focus on other things. There there is a lot more to life than news. What are all the other things you enjoy? We, yeah. Whatever you focus on will get bigger. What do you want to invest your energy into? Yeah,
0: what is important in your driven. life?
1: Yeah, focus on the things that matter to you. Spend time with friends, not talking about this. Go see a movie. You know, go exercise. Not
0: contagion or outbreak.
1: Yeah, do what yeah, don't watch contagion or outbreak, which is sure to show up at the Alamo Draft House or something, special <laughs> screening. Um don't yeah, go focus on things that matter to you instead. Take, Take your, your, dog your and energy walk. and attention. Yeah. yeah. Focus on cooking a chicken. Like do whatever it is you need to do. Focus yeah. on things Feeding that matter dog. Focus on the things that matter to you. The less time you spend just consuming or attention on coronavirus the lower your anxiety will get like that. That's just, to me, that's just the biggest one.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, right. I always yeah. think of things as in like doable goals. Um, so yeah. What is realistic? If it's like, I'm not going to be able to not listen to the news every day, yeah. or I'm not going to be yeah. able to engage in media. Okay. Like what's realistic? Can it be yeah. 10 minutes what's, a day? Can it be like, yeah?
1: what's the minimum? What's like what? yeah. Don't Don't scroll from article to article to article mm-hmm. to article the way that the set up the way that it's set up online right it's like triggering trigger article to trigger article maybe Mm -hmm. that's just one source you read and you allow yourself one update article per day like so you want it because you want to be aware of if the recommendations change you want to be aware of that fine you know you don't have to be as ridiculous about it as i am
0: you don't have to go on a four-year abstinence (laughs) <laughs> no,
1: no. Um, and, and look, I still find, obviously still find information because people will tell me information.
0: Because in um, basketball
1: but, on the court, <laughs> outside, they're exactly,
0: like, hey, did you hear?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't really have updates on that. But but yeah, but getting some, like, because you want to know if the recommendations change to, oh, you should start wearing this mask. Masks are actually far more useful than we thought. Sure, you want to know that stuff. But you want to know the recommendations you want to like find out oh okay you probably don't want to make that trip you know that you had planned if it's into some super infected area like I, I have I have I have a bought and ticketed uh two week two and a half week trip to Italy the second half of April which I've been looking forward to working on my Italian for a long time um, which I believe will not occur, not because I think I'm going to get coronavirus and die, but because um, I'm concerned that I would not be allowed back into the US. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. that, that, that uh, I mean, honestly like some concern that I would get sick and be miserable, that um, quarantine wise, they might institute some quarantine thing from Italy and then I'd be stuck. So, probably based on that, I've got to give that up, which sucks. But yeah, there's uh, a, yeah.
0: Listen, here, Little Italy is amazing this time of year.
1: It's really not. It's really pretty dreadful. (laughs) So, no, thank you. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but but knowing the recommendation. Sure,
0: and I think that this is, you know, we're not saying like
1: minimal minimal. Don't
0: wash your hands. Go make out with every resident of Wuhan, China. Right. Like we're not saying we're saying like, yes, you can part of what the article the some of them that I was reading was like what yeah. are trusted sources for news? Uh-huh. Right? Like and yeah, right, like periodic updates of trusted yeah. sources. Right. Minimum, that is this is like even when minim- I'm thinking of
1: controlled, not, not, not emotion based. Exactly controlled so decision based reading
0: really right. similar to like when we're working with health anxiety he'll be like go to your doctor you're mm-hmm. allowed to ask your doctor questions and if you yeah. need to see your doctor again at a time that they deem okay great mm-hmm. you don't go on google don't go okay. down the web md
1: path okay not 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 google not WebMD. in this case especially not twitter speaking of trusted sources
0: so, like, there's yeah, a, same sort of thing, like, of a trusted like, source yeah. and, at like, not every second of the day, right? Like, yeah. you can't see your doctor every second of the day. You can go at, like, yeah. limited be, intervals. Be,
1: be very careful of getting your news from Twitter, because, again, people will say things that are very alarmist. Very careful about getting it your, yeah, be, be aware of the source of your information, because a lot of people know they can gain attention by being fear-mongering and alarmist, and Because that gets people Mm -hmm. activated. And there's been some pretty, there's been some sort of famous cases, uh, like in the last few weeks of people basically escalating anxiety on purpose because it Mm -hmm. gets more attention. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So be very clear and controlled rather than emotionally reactive in what you're consuming. Yeah. Yeah
0: i like that advice if somebody would say there is a worse case of the flu going around this season how would yeah. you respond
1: what would you do you you'd probably listen to the recommendations oh hey wash your hands mm-hmm. great go wash your hands a bunch you know mm-hmm. do, do the do the, the recommendations that are put put out by controlled trusted sources mm-hmm. and it's easy to go oh yeah but what if they're this what if they're not what if conspiracy this and what if that yeah, your emotional brain will say that, but that's not going to help you. Mm-hmm. It's just going to escalate your anxiety. Um, there's there is a place too, so for the the cognitive intervention on this stuff, right? So cognition, like a, a cognitive psychology, what we're looking at for two things: are we overestimating the likelihood that things will go wrong, and are we catastrophizing how wrong they could go mm-hmm. and, and how bad, how hard it would be to cope. I'm gonna say probably on both of those. Mm-hmm. Right? This, is just, this, this is how our anxious brain works. Once we activate the threat system, it is it's inaccurate. It's built to be inaccurate. It's built to overreact. So we want to be aware of that and not feed it and not um, not treat it as though it's super accurate. So mm-hmm. yeah, so on a cognitive level, what do you see going on here?
0: Oh, obviously, the overestimation of likelihood probability overestimation um and like the catastrophizing sure right i mean this is i want to be respectful again like yes for those who have died obviously and their loved ones terrible but the vast majority of people who have experienced this have had a uncomfortable very uncomfortable Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right like severe flu which sucks
1: it sucks yeah so this this is yeah catastrophizing it's 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 not like deadly disease doesn't mean mm-hmm. it's a it's a catastrophic 100% outcome. Deadly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and also like because there is because it's some uh, sometimes when when people like when, when there is there's some anxieties, right, where people say, I know it's not dangerous, but I can't make myself calm down, even though I know there's no risk here. That it happens. we are looking go, Okay, there's no there's really no risk that, that would happen. You know, people can have sort of phobias of things they know are not dangerous Mm -hmm. and you're trying to work to to get the emotional brain to calm down um sometimes like people will ask this but like but what about when there is an actual risk
0: like shark attacks
1: (laughs) shouldn't i be anxious doesn't this seem there's a real risk and what comes down to a lot is well really two things one um just because there's a risk um doesn't mean we need to go into a panic right that there's an idea of what is the risk level and what is an appropriate response to it because mm-hmm. there is legitimate risk to many many things and that doesn't mean go into full-blown anxiety or panic it mm-hmm. means deal Somewhere. like, like ha- have a response that is appropriate to the level mm-hmm. of risk like um the I don't think of examples
0: I mean, I think like the flu. Yeah,
1: Yeah. that is there is
0: a risk to the flu. Yeah, totally. Get your flu shot. Yeah. Wash your hands. Appropriate response.
1: Yeah, Yeah, because flu flu is that there is a risk for flu. There's a risk for Mm -hmm. driving. Mm Yeah. There's there are risk levels, and then we want to adapt behavior to be accurate to the risk. And yeah, we don't want to sort of go off on sort of a kind of a full blown a full blown panic based on that
0: mm-hmm. sort of like the fear boa, right 10 confirmed cases
1: yeah How
0: you know, widespread the the fear was
1: yeah because the fear itself is suffering right mm-hmm. so we we don't want to overestimate the risk we don't want to catastrophize it. how bad is it? We want to be accurate and make sort of make good choices kind of based on that and we don't want to do something that ends up being counterproductive you know like, I remember after 9-11, everyone started driving out of fear of flying on planes. And then the uh, death rates went up dramatically because driving is more dangerous. You know, there's risk. There's, there's a lot of people um, each year die because their TVs fall on them. Like, it's there's risks, you know. There's risks. But we <laughs> this is what I was talking
0: about, like, especially with OCD, right? Like, it wants you to have limit risk, limit risk, limit risk, live in a bubble, but yeah. part of living like a full value-driven life is mm-hmm. accepting that there
1: is some risk. Tolerating some risk and being appropriate, and that that there isn't, and recognizing there isn't. If there's a risk, there isn't a benefit to getting into an emotional brain full, full-blown threat response to it. That's not going to help us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like we want to, we want to make the right choices, and there isn't a time that we're, we're panicking is really the right choice so yeah i i think risk level right like i think people at this point i think are pretty i don't know like it's been pretty well um disseminated the information on relative risk which is very 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 little below age whatever 50 like the, the sort of the the when there is risk it's it's based on being sort of whatever age 70 and older and having sort of uh, Pre existing health problems, underlying health. So, there is a legitimate risk, um, especially for those populations. But because there is a risk, doesn't mean we should panic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we can, it doesn't
0: mean it needs all of your attention.
1: Yeah. Really so, I, to be on hold. Yeah. I, I would, I would say minimal consumption of um, scary material. Um, minimal time spent up in your head thinking and worrying and processing and what if and what if and um, engaging in whatever the trusted sources tell us to do. I'd recommend meditating because that can to if, work if, on if, the
0: not if, engaging with anxious yeah, thoughts.
1: If you find yourself locked into thinking about stuff a lot, then meditating is, you know, it's a way of practicing disengaging, refocusing. Sure. It's One really we useful.
0: often use is like, Worry time, which is a way of kind of getting at the similar thing, working. I can, yeah. I can worry during this specific time of day, and at all other times when those worry thoughts come on, I'm going to work on postponing them, not engaging with them.
1: That's a great one. So that's probably useful for the news thing, too, saying, I'm going to look at the news or whatever this from this one source for 10 minutes, and every urge to check on the news up till then, I'll just say, No, no, I'm waiting till my news time. News time. Yeah. And then worry time, too, if, if you really need to get and sort of think and, oh, I've got to figure out what I'm doing. and Then, yeah, set a specific time so it's not just running constantly, like keeping you anxious. Yeah. Done.
0: Problem solved. And Look at us.
1: Any other recommendations outside of the stuff we covered?
0: I love the live a value-driven life. I think mm-hmm. that's right, doing the things yeah. that you care about and yeah, the things that you enjoy.
1: Because so I, yeah. I think
0: that's a hard piece of worry is it like robs you of the present moment for saying that you're going to be safe yeah. in the future. And yeah. like how crappy that like, thinking about all the time you lost to worrying about Ebola or h and n one right? Like you could have had, spent that time like living your life and doing the things you care about. And so thinking of this like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, come this summer or what have you when the news dies down about this, like, oh, I wasted all this time.
1: Totally. Yeah. worrying. I invested all my energy into worry, you know, future-based catastrophizing, um, and I missed out on investing in all my goals and the things I care about and people I care about. And like, yeah, I hung out with all my friends and talked about scary things and made them more scared and made myself more scared. Mm-hmm. I made my life and their life worse. Yeah, in in, in an attempt to help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't yeah, don't do that. So yeah, so no. Beware of overestimating, because that's what our brains do. Beware of catastrophizing, because that's what our brains do. Limit worry. Limit consumption of scary stuff. Limit the spreading of scary stuff. Um, let me check my notes. See if there's anything else. See, I I like do all this research and I make all these notes and then I never look at them.
0: Wow, I feel like much- <laughs> helpless if I don't have all my stuff around me.
1: Yeah. Um. Oh, we didn't talk about yeah. stigma. That's, that's, that's something. Oh, yeah,
0: that's in there, too. Yes, that it causes us to go into, like, um, yeah, kind of the racism and profiling of people is, like, one of the negative mm-hmm. pieces. That which, which
1: is also kind of, you know, fear-based.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, we all scared of those people. Oh, I, I have a bit of a quote here from the World Health Organization director, who says, uh, stigma, to be honest, is more dangerous than the virus itself. Fear and panic are dangerous. It's fine to be concerned and worried, but let's calm down and do the right things.
0: I'm gonna put that on my Instagram page.
1: And uh, I don't wanna promote beer drinking, but apparently, I don't know if this is true, but apparently <laughs> people are not drinking Corona beer because the name is the, oh,
0: my gosh. The virus. oh my gosh. I don't know if that's true.
1: It feels like one of those like kind of silly things Perfect that you myth. do some more research and it's not true. I'm hoping but that's nerve myth. It was yeah. one of my thoughts. It's like it's unfortunate branding for Corona beer. So you could do some anxiety reduction uh, exposure by having a Corona beer when yeah. you're planning to have a beer. Um, yeah. uh, let me see. Anything else? Other recommendations? Yeah. Talked about all these. Um. No, that's basically it. Yeah, I was I was thinking about like exposure, and I'm like, ah, for this one, I'm inclined to like stay away from, from exposure. I think this is more of a um, worry. sort of uh, yeah, an an obsessing, an obsessive worry kind of a situation. So that's that, that's kind of my feeling. Mhm, I agree. Okay, cool. Yeah, and, that's uh, more of
0: what I've been like telling loved ones than to like go have them like. Lick the sidewalk or something. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Don't don't go produce. don't go seek it out. You know. Yeah. If if it gets bad enough for you, then you could maybe think about doing some imaginal exposure. To, yeah, the saying the worst. word
0: coronavirus a hundred yeah. times.
1: oh Well, yeah. If you find yourself that's sort of got to that level, or like imagining your worst case scenario in a very controlled way. But I also feel like in this case, it's more. Um, if you feel like, okay, all these recommendations you've done them and it's not helping as much, then go find someone to work with who can do that Yeah, with you. I feel like just, just telling, telling like people not, how to
0: do imaginal exposure on their own yeah. oh, is tricky. I always think, yeah. like, go work I mean, with
1: a yeah. trained – Yeah, no, could go work with someone. Like, we could, do, we could do it, but it would have to be – I as, think that like, would take time. Contract. Yeah, mm-hmm. doing a one-minute version of saying, hey, go f- face the thing you're afraid of and whatnot. Yeah. But don't do that. Do, do all the things we recommended instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Final thoughts.
0: Um, go drink a beer.
1: <laughs> well, I'm not going to, cause I have uh, I have a bunch of sessions right now, but oh. I think you should. Yeah. I'm just cooking a chicken. Have you chicken, chicken and Corona? That sounds like it goes great together. Yes. your <laughs> canned chicken. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Keeper, I forget, oh, yeah. I forget what it is. Liking us and like
0: us, subscribe,
1: reviewing,
0: and
1: send yeah. us emails,
0: mm-hmm. do all us, the things. things.
1: You we love hearing talk? from
0: you. Yeah, we do yeah. love it. Honestly, it's really like, cool. It really is, yeah. Yes, it is like super exciting. So please actually do. because um, yeah. we love it.
1: Yeah. And we are, if we, if we haven't already, we're about to cross 25,000. Download. What? what? Super cool.
0: Oh my gosh. My life has changed so much since starting this podcast.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it must be nice being a celebrity now. Now, (laughs) yeah. You're just like walking down the street and someone's like, I know that voice. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Dr. Marianne Stout? Yeah.
0: (gasps) I always just love that article that you had found that talked about, you know, like, all the anxiety podcasts that are helpful. And it was like sporadically <laughs> produced.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was that there, there was some level of, I'm not sure whether it was frustrating. There was some, there was some <laughs> word in there that indicated an annoyance about how sporadic <laughs> our podcasts are, which, you know, I understand. Yeah, yeah. it's true. That's true. It's we we are. Do, so. Yeah. It's not a, it's not a TV show. It's not a radio mm-hmm. show. But yeah. Um, plus okay. I also realized we, we already have one that we recorded. That we haven't put up yet. Oh,
0: you haven't
1: put it up yet? Yeah. By we, I mean me. We did <laughs> one some time ago that I have yet to put, I just figured like, ah, uh, you know, just the timing on this one <laughs> is much better. So like, why don't we just wait till we record it? But then your schedule, we have to book it a month in advance.
0: I'm to, a uh, busy person. These chickens be, don't put themselves.
1: Busy person. No, they don't.
0: Yeah, my busy dog feeding, yeah. chicken cooking.
1: Uh-huh. It's
0: Good
1: things eat. to do. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, speaking of.
1: Marianne um, at anxietyaustin.com.
0: Marianne at anxietyaustin.com, which we just got a whole new HIPAA compliant email server. So cool. it's going to be super safe.
1: That's great. Check,
0: us, check me out. Send me an email. Okay. Um, or anxietyaustin.com is the website of where I am. Come check me out. Check us out. Yeah. And Sounds you, great.
1: sir? Um, ThomasSmithyman.com. And uh, email Dr. Dr. ThomasSmithyman.com.
0: I did look at some of your exposure videos on YouTube.
1: Oh, that's right, because I never responded to your question about what exposures someone should do for social anxiety. I actually have a video that I, I'm you know, not great sometimes at my organizational skills. I, I have a video of doing um, um, like shame, distress, tolerance, exposures, which I haven't put well, up yet.
0: Maybe, you, maybe this client found them, that one, because um, that client conveniently, their car broke down right before our exposure-filled session. And I was like, oh, oh, they're just avoiding exposures. And then when they came back the next time, they're like, I went out since I couldn't come in, I went online and looked up a whole hierarchy and did all of these things. It was like the most impressive.
1: That's amazing. That's
0: amazing. I already adore this client, and I'm just was blown so by even more of how awesome yeah. this client was. You know, I, so, I, that's
1: that's very impressive. I mean, because we we know, we know from research that going in and doing the homework is the majority of what is contributing to outcomes. So oh, go totally. do your homework. You know, don't don't Over. think about it. Yeah, go go and do it. That's great. Yeah. So, try to do exposures whenever I can. But yeah, okay. That is for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Go Thanks and for... do something else with your time. Stop yeah. listening and watching coronavirus things, including yeah. our podcast. Go to something yeah. else.
0: Yeah. Go look yeah. at Thomas's uh, exposure video.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That'll make me want to put up the other one. But yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay yeah. See you later. Oh, we'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.